for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another Living Life. Uh, I read a story a few months back, and there was this uh, city in Asia, and they built this massive statue in that city, uh, some folk hero statue, as tall as a building. It was just huge. And it took $26 million to build this statue. But once it went up, everyone in that town, in that city, hated it so much. They said it ruined everything about the city. And they immediately, almost immediately, agreed to take it down. And the cost of taking it down, another $20 million. $26 million to bring it up, $20 million to bring it down, $46 million wasted. Um, also massive hours of people working and effort, all of this was wasted. And I thought, wow, this is our foolishness. This is the foolishness that we possess. Uh, we often make these mistakes and we do it without thinking. You know, today's passage, we see Job's uh, continued response to his friend's accusations and reveals through his words that though what we may do is foolish, what humans do, men and women do, are often foolish, that we know that God is never so, that God himself is wisdom and power and counsel and understanding. So with the confidence of knowing this about God, let's all look at today's passage together. Job chapter 12, verses 13 through 25. To God belong wisdom and power, counsel and understanding are his. What he tears down cannot be rebuilt. Those he imprisons cannot be released. If he holds back the waters, there is drought. If he lets them loose, they devastate the land. To him belong strength and insight. Both deceived and deceiver are his. He leads rulers away stripped and makes fools of judges. He takes off the shackles put on by kings and ties a loincloth around their waists. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows officials long established. He silences the lips of trusted advisors and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in a trackless waste. They grope in darkness with no light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. For the last 10 years or so, if you lived in this world, you'll notice that there's a lot of superhero movies that are coming out in the theaters. Every year, it seems like there's two, three, four, five superhero movies that come. Uh, and that's just like the main genre that we have, right? I actually love that genre. I really enjoy watching the movies. And I thought to myself today, if I had to choose one superhero out of all of them uh, to come and save our world from some kind of disaster, who would I choose? Who would I choose to be able to save all of us? And the answer was actually pretty simple. I would choose Superman. The reason is very simple. He is the most powerful. Out of 
everyone out there. Superman is the most powerful, therefore I choose him. Because since he is the most powerful, he could overcome anything that happens in this world. Now, that is normally our answer to any situation that we find ourselves. Uh, we like to choose the strongest. We like to choose the smartest or the most beautiful or the wealthiest. And we associate these attributes with power and wisdom. But that's a very foolish thing that we can do. And oftentimes, I see in our culture, uh, we take the advice, we rely on celebrities and people who are famous, and we rely on them to provide the answers in our lives. You know, even in matters of health and science, we tend to follow the advice of those who are famous over medical professionals and other scientists. And if you think about it, that's very foolish. Uh, but we do so because we associate those traits with wisdom and power and influence. So we choose Superman, thinking that all our problems will be solved if he comes to us. But if we look at scripture, that's not how God operates. That's not how God comes into this world. That's not how God shows his power. You know, when God chose to save his world, his creation, when God chose to send his only son, Jesus Christ, into this world, he didn't do so with all the power and might that we would do. You know, he didn't raise Jesus and put him in a position to be uh, the prince or the king of the most powerful nation in the world at that time. No, he didn't come with a lot of fanfare or an army of angels to take on all the enemies during that day. No, he didn't do any of that. He sent Jesus as a child, as a baby, to be born in a manger, in the most mundane and the least special place that the world could have at that moment. The least intimidating and perhaps to us the most surprising. And yet through this, Jesus came and conquered all evil, all sin, all death once and for all and provided victory and salvation for all of those who believe in him. You know, over and over and over again in Scripture, that's what God does. God shows us He is in control by doing things that we would not do. He chooses the weak to show His power. He chooses the weak to humble the strong. You know, for us, we would choose the strongest, the most popular, the oldest, the wisest, the most beautiful. And God goes the other way. He chooses the youngest. He chooses the weakest. He chooses those who are on the margins. We see it with Moses, we see it with David, we see it with some of the judges, we see it with many of the kings, we see it with the disciples, we see it with the prophets, and there are hundreds more examples throughout Scripture. But that is how God operates. That is how God shows us His power, His wisdom, and that's how God shows us that He is in control. Now that's the answer that Job provides to his friends today. He says God delights in undoing human doings. God, He exalts the humble, and humiliates the pride. The world may hold value and worth in titles and positions and where you were born and all of that. And the world might care that you are a king or a priest or a leading figure, a judge or whatever like that, right? But God does not care for any of that. It doesn't matter who you are. God is in total control of everything. So what does that mean for us? What does it mean for us to respond to this? It means that we need to submit and surrender to His will. And if we trust in our own abilities or the abilities of something else in this world, there might be some success, right? Might be, yes, it could happen. But I guarantee it will not last. No empire, no king, no leader, no power in this world can ever last forever. And yet God, 
He reigns always. He reigns supreme. God is always in control of everything. You know, the greatest advice that I receive, something that I recite to myself, something very simple. God is God and I am not. And the quicker I am able to remember that, the greater peace that I receive. So today, if you consider yourself as someone that's very strong, I pray that you are able to surrender that might to God. Surrender your own strength willingly to God. And instead, rely on Him and place your trust in Him. Or if you think of yourself as someone as weak, what do you do? Surrender your weakness to God. Surrender your life to Him. Place your trust in Him. And I pray that everyone here today, once we are able to surrender it, that we were able to be able to receive that peace and comfort that only God could provide us. On this day in October, I want to ask you one question. What is taking up the space in your heart and in your minds right now? What is the greatest motivating factor uh, that motivates the rest of your life? What is on your mind the most? What takes up the most of your time during the day? Is it God or is it something else? In order for God to work through us, we need to let go of what is in our hearts that's blocking Him. We must make room by letting go of our own selves and letting go of anything that separates us from Him. Whatever your answer was at this moment, I pray that you are able to surrender all of it and instead submit to the awesome will, the perfect will, and the powerful will of our Father in heaven. Let us all pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you once again for giving us your word and reminding us that you are our sovereign king, that everything in this world is under your hand, Lord. Help us to always remember that we are not God. We are not you. We are not in control. And let us be able to willingly surrender our will to you so that we may be able to see your perfect will come alive in our lives. Lord, we thank you once again for today, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.